What kind of player is Xavier Lucas and how good can he be at the college level? You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Really do appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Let's just jump into the meat of it. When we get Brian Smith on, nobody wants to hear me talk. They want to hear Brian talk. Uh, He is Lockdown's recruiting insider. Brian, I want to start here. This is actually a player we mentioned very briefly in last week's episode. Xavier Lucas uh, coming out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Cornerback safety, somewhere in there, 6'1", 190 pounds, making the decision actually this week. Let's start here. Wisconsin's in the final group. Let's start here. What kind of player is Xavier Lucas? He's long. He is athletic. He has a burst, and he's used to playing top competition because he's from Broward County. And if you're from Florida, no high school football, that is the creme de la creme. Uh, he's transferred to American Heritage, which is an elite program that's always competing for national honors in USA Today, et cetera. And he's going to be one of their dudes. They've had a higher rate of sending guys to the NFL at corner than any high school in the country. So he's one of the next guys, and I talked to their head coach the other day, Coach Smith. They're excited about him. They're excited about a lot of kids. They've got tons of players, but he's a guy that can play corner or safety. He was at uh, Dillard last year, another program that's sent guys all over the place. It's interesting because when you get a kid that's over six foot at a high school program, if he was in, in the Midwest, he'd be the best player at his high school program. He was like the third DB at Dillard last year. That's how much talent we're talking about in Fort Lauderdale. One kid signed with Miami, and another kid was senior is being recruited. And this kid was he was the other guy. You know, he was an underclassman. It's, it's just ridiculous. So now that he's a senior, the recruitment for whatever reason didn't take off. I don't know exactly why. I think Miami and Florida will regret not offering him a scholarship, but Florida State has always been kind of around. His upside, though, is is unique. The only the only question is which spot does he play and why does he play there? Those are things that will have to get figured out after college. And a lot of coaches now, as I've said many times on this show and others on the Locked On Network, coaches want polished because they have such short shelf lives before they get fired. They don't have time to develop the way they really need to. Is he a polished kid? No. He's just, I'm so good, raw, naturally, I get away with things. It's going to take a year or so. But by his junior year, he could be as good as any corner or safety in the country if he takes to his craft. Well, and let's go there. So a lot of the film, and I, it's funny you said he he just has kind of a I'm better than you mentality, right? He's not really polished. A lot of the film is him at the line of scrimmage playing press man uh, and where it does look like physically he just can outmatch people. Correct. Do you think he has that type of upside at the next level to be a press man corner at the highest level? Yes, I think he could play man in the Southeastern Conference, and that's all you really need to know. If a person out there doesn't know what that means, then they don't watch enough college football. So. That's a good point. <laughs> Let, let's go here. So talking to his head coach, you, you mentioned that they're excited about him, uh, excited about a lot of their players. What else maybe specifically about Lucas did their head coach talk about? That he can just do anything, like the way he can run and, and, and everything like that. It's just He was a bit puzzled. Why isn't? this been a different recruitment and I don't know the kid like I've been around him, but I don't know him. I have no idea. Inner city, Fort Lauderdale, anything can happen at any moment. I don't know his home life or anything else. Maybe he didn't go out to many camps. I don't know, but I do know that the film does not lie. 
you can say whatever you want about I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. The only thing I care about is when I turn on your huddle or your YouTube video. I care less about the noise. He can play, and when you're at a program that sent God knows how many guys to the NFL, like Burns, the defensive ends from American Heritage, he's just got rated one of the top 100 players by like NFL Network. You know, that's the kind of program that he's at. He, he knows guys. He sees every kid that comes through there. And he went out of his way to mention him? What does that tell you? So, again, American Heritage, that's a program that is here in terms of the number of kids they're putting out. There, there are states that do not have as many players as Heritage does in terms of top notch, literally. So I, I, I have all the confidence in the world that he'll be able to make that adjustment because what he sees in practice every day, et cetera, is, is very unique. I'll get to that in a sec, but like the competition just coming up the ranks, like they have, this is no joke. There's the, the Ravens is an organization that's a little league. They got a bunch of the kids committed to Miami, et cetera. They go around the country, not beating teams, we're talking about winning by like 30, 40 points. So like they're 12 years old, already annihilating teams. Mm. Now they got like eight kids that are going major power five. This was like one little league team. It's just different down in South Florida, bro. I mean, this they live it every day and it's track and football. Um, Heritage has one kid that's going to be a sophomore that runs 10-2. They got a other, couple other kids that are 10-4. It's the fastest team in the history of high school football that I know of. That's so They're fun. only going to be sophomores and they got a couple of kids – that are really fast that are in that 11 range that are higher ranked recruits. Other kids are just more raw. That's And he's got to go. All those kids are receivers. He competes against that. Luke is going to see that every day. I mean, you're going to get beat. <laughs> it's going to be plays you get beat. But if you can't train against that and get better, then he's not going to make it anyway. So well, let me I'll, I'll, I'll look up some more stuff. But I mean, that, that, like when the coach told me 10 fours and 10 twos for underclassmen, I'm like, now, let me get this straight. I heard I just I confirmed with him two or three times. He's like, no, no, I'm dead serious. That's I so said, fast. If the kid's 10-2 and a sophomore in high school, by the way, he should quit football and just run track. That's my opinion. That's what I would tell him if I was his dad or his best friend. Keep your yeah. knees, sign with Adidas, be, peace out. Yeah, that's what I would do. And that's what he's competing against, which is is definitely testament to, to- <laughs> Can you imagine taking on the bubble screen with that kid? Oh, my no. God. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Speaking of American heritage, if you get a player from as, as a Wisconsin or yeah any program like that, if you get a player from an American heritage, does that open the door potentially to more talent? Does that typically have a relationship with players coming up through the pipeline or do you not see that very often? Yes. Kids down in Florida in general, like think of the panhandle, the red wreck. Redneck Riviera, as they call it, all the way down. The further south you go, traditionally, this is just, I'm just talking specifically about high school football recruits, no other part of Florida in that regard. It is more difficult to get to know people. They're more standoffish. It's more New Yorkish, more I don't trust you. If a kid goes to a program, let's say Minnesota, let's say Northwestern, Minnesota podcast. Uh, (laughs) Whatever program it is, but. Somewhere that kids down there don't normally go. If that kid goes and he, and they'll, you know, the kids still talk, they, you know, text or whatever, Snapchat, et cetera. If they go and they have a good rapport with the coaching staff and the strength staff, which arguably is more important than anything, that can feed into it. Um, as an example, one of the schools that Nebraska and, and Iowa and Minnesota, Wisconsin, they all compete for a lot of kids in that area. But if you go to one of those schools, they kind of, those kids know. 
that, okay, this lifestyle is completely different. Like they have so much access to entertainment in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, it's, they're, they're 20 minutes from the beach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not very hard. So they got to adjust. If one of those kids goes up to any of the schools, it's going to help Wisconsin because they need to see them be successful. Uh, I was gotten a couple of kids that have done well. They're starting to get some more kids from that area and, and Tampa, et cetera. It feeds off of itself. Can Wisconsin do that? Well, if Iowa did, they're basically the clones of each other. I know they don't like each other, but they're the clones of each other. They do the same kind of stuff. Yes, you can live off of that. So you got to get that first kid, though. It's the catch-22. Who the heck is Lucas talking to at Wisconsin? Right. You know, they've, they've obviously done something, and I have no idea what it is. I haven't talked to the kid or whatever. They've done something to catch his attention, and you got to give the staff credit for just getting him on campus, A, and then B, right now, if you talk to anybody, the, the vibe is he's going to pick Wisconsin. I don't I don't know him, but that's just that's just the vibe down here in Florida. Oh, I love that. All right, we're going to come back and get some uh, thoughts on a couple big 2025 prospects and see if Brian is confident in maybe they'll pick Wisconsin or not. We'll come back next. Uh, Locked on Badgers talk about those big targets. But first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at eBay Motors. Um, eBay Motors, the right parts, the right prices, the right fit, guaranteed. And, you know, Brian would talk about this. You need the right fits, whether you're building a championship team or if you're just working on your car, you need the right fit. You don't need to worry about, you know, fumbling with the wrong part, the wrong piece. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part fits right the first time around. No wasted time. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Make your life easier. ebaymotors.com. All right, let's bring uh, Brian back in. I don't know if we're going to have the same type of confident vibes and happiness on this talk. I want to start here. Um, I do want to start with Owen Strybig. So 2025, in-state, offensive tackle, 6'8", 290 pounds, 295 pounds, huge kid, moves really well, four-star player. Let's start with his game. What, what do you see with Owen when you watch his film? I was surprised. I've seen it two or three times, and I, and I went back through it again this morning before I came on how well he moves laterally and then climbs to the second level. Usually longer guys, you, know, you want that at corner. At O-line, it gets kind of dicey. I'm, I'm a little worried he's going to get too tall. Like he's 6'7 or so. I mean, if they listed at 6'8, they're probably 6'7. Mm -hmm. But if you get above that, it gets, it gets a little dicey. I'm curious to see what he does long-term with his height and all that. I mean, he could be seven foot, who knows? But he's a kid that moves well. He can bend well. He finishes blocks. He's got good timing. He's been coached. Now, a lot of high school linemen, you get him in and it's like, oh boy, got to not only build him up, we got to bring, bring him down because he's got so many bad habits. I only saw a couple of things that I didn't like with him. Keeps his hands a little too low at the beginning. I mean, just super quick fixes. But the, the athleticism for a kid his size is very unusual. And before he's done, regardless of where he commits, if he commits early or whatever, he'll have 30 plus offers. He's, mm -hmm. he's a national recruit. It, it, it's there aren't a lot of no doubters on O linemen as sophomores in high school. Strawberry's one, right? And the, even the early offer list reflects that. You have Notre Dame, Florida's in there. I think 
Florida State has offered, Iowa, which is always a they, – they know how to re, um, recruit and evaluate offensive linemen. Wisconsin, obviously. Uh, you know, I thought one of the things that was impressive to me, I'm curious what you thought on this, is he, a lot of offensive linemen know how to run that 300 pounds. And he's a little different because he is bigger, he's longer. But the, it looks sloppy. He doesn't look sloppy to me at, at all. all. No, his genetics are different. Yeah. I have no idea what his family is, but I would wager that somebody either – wrestled or was track baseball something and it was a bigger human being whether it's mom father grandfather's a combination so it runs in the family and it's just been natural and you see him run in open space it's not that everything's in sections guy he has the ability to run and look athletic six eight kids sophomores in high school yeah that usually doesn't go very well they're usually terrible to be quite honest, doesn't mean they don't end up in the power five or whatever, but they usually develop later. Um, trying to think of somebody like him that I can really compare, but most of the taller guys like that didn't really develop till about their senior year of high school. You could see some of it. Uh, Mike McGlinchey that played at Notre Dame was a kid kind of like him, but he played basketball. So you knew there was something, but they thought you know, when Notre Dame got him, they thought he was boomer bust, he ended up being the ninth pick in the draft. He could have ended up being a guy that never started, too. You just don't know how they're going to take to it. Strybig as a sophomore is better than McGlinchey's film as a senior in high school. And he was the ninth pick of the draft. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the, the upside is phenomenal. And just signed a big deal, uh, by the way, to, to continue his NFL career like McGlinchey. Um, oh, yeah. He's so let's go here. And this is where I'm hoping you have some good news for Badger fans, but I'm not sure you will. Where do you see his recruitment going right now? Same place McGlinchey's did. Yeah, Notre Dame really, really wants him. They had him on campus three times, I think, this summer, including their barbecue or whatever. That you know, everybody has one of those. Yep. Notre Dame feels very confident about him. I don't know where was. I don't have any Wisconsin contacts. I've never tried to follow their recruitment, but I usually kind of write off kids for any school that recruit kids out of the state of Wisconsin. But now Wisconsin's in-state recruiting is a sieve. So I, I don't know. They, they got to fix that. But uh, a lot of the kids are leaving. I think Strybeck's going to be the next. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and I've actually heard that as well, that Notre Dame is in the lead there for Strybeck. But uh, I know the Badgers are after him, so hopefully they can make up ground, at least hopefully for the people listening to this show. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's move on to Chris Burgess. I, wa I want to get another 2025 recruit that Badgers are already in on. They've already had him on campus, four-star defensive end, coming out of Illinois, a place the Badgers have really targeted recently the last couple cycles. Uh, 6'4", 240, 245, good early offer list, really liked the film. Again, let's start with his game. What did you see with Burgess on film? I was surprised when you look at a kid that young, usually, and he's super athletic. I mean, he, you know, he, I'm sure he could play basketball, track, whatever he wants. It's not going to matter. But usually kids like that just try to run around everybody. I had to do the opposite on his film from what I usually have to do. They usually just go wide on every play, just use foot speed. He'd rather run through kids to the point I was like, okay, I need to see a speed rush here. But he can really, like, when he gets in space, you can see him run, but he's just not the way they they attack. He plays at Simeon. It's inner city Chicago. It's been around forever. That's, that program's always had kids, but this, you know, like, he walks out on the field, you're like, whoa, his arms are just good. Everything mm -hmm. genetically is where it needs to be. Um, he could probably play like when the Badgers were in that traditional three, four, he'd be a stand-up outside linebacker and be their joker or whatever it was called. Well, everybody's got a name for that. But if he goes to a four, three defense, he'll put his hand in the dirt the majority of the time, but he is athletic enough where he can stop 
in reverse track and play in the flat, at least cover the running back in the flat briefly. I'm not saying he's covering five nine one seventy five guys. That's not realistic. But in his own situation, he's athletic enough to do it. But it comes back to the main thing, just physical, man. Uh, his offer list will be ridiculous. It's already kind of gotten there. But once he goes to, like, the Under Armour Combines and stuff like that next spring, he'll be a 30-plus guy if he's not there already in total scholarship numbers. Well, and he's similar. I like a lot of what you said there because he's similar to me a little bit to Owen in that he 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 carries the weight so well. Like, he's yes. going to be able to put on 20, that's 30 pounds. And he's just going to be a difference maker. And that's the type of player we've talked about a, a thousand times on this show. The Badgers need to get yeah. defensive line difference makers. Do you think the Badgers have a shot here? Do you think, or where do you think he potentially is headed? I know it's early for this, for Burgress. Notre Dame's the, the team to beat probably, but his recruitment's a little more, oh, like his offer list is all over the map. If I had to pick, it'd be Notre Dame, but Illinois after him, Wisconsin. He's got, it's either Alabama or Georgia or both. I mean, his offer list is starting to kind of get to the point where it's like there's not many left. I don't know what his plan is. Uh, offensive linemen usually stay closer to home as a general rule. Kid like this, from where he's from, he'd go anywhere. So I, I, you know, if I had to bet, I'd say Indy, but uh, that's hard to say. You know, there, there are a lot of things that could go into his recruitment because Notre Dame doesn't put a lot of D linemen in the NFL. Maybe he wants to go to the SEC. Maybe he wants to be a part of what Wisconsin's doing something different. There, there's a million paths he could take. Well, I want to kind of pivot here a little bit, but. Uh, is this the type of player we talk a lot of being, and not to rehash this, but the type of players the Badgers need to get to close the gap, right? And we talked about in the first segment, Xavier Lucas. We've talked about Emilio Agar before. We're going to talk about Amari Snowden in a second. Are these the caliber of defensive line slash defensive back recruits the Badgers need, or do they need to do even better than that? That's a big question, but I'm I'm curious your thoughts here. I think Burgess, if – and again, he's got two years of high school left. Keep that in mind. He's 25, not 24 in terms of his class. He has a chance to be a national top 50 kid because of his natural gifts. I mean, he's, he's got given ability is just off the charts. Now does he take that next step instead of just being physical and trying to run over somebody? Like if Strybig's in front of him, yeah, the bull rush probably isn't going to work very well. You, you've got to use your craft, your hand movements. you got to mix them up and all that. It becomes a matchup of talent versus talent. So then – it's about hand use and speed and, and just keeping guys off balance. If he does those things, yeah, he's a guy that could start Alabama. Athletically, I mean, there's no question because they've already offered. Nick doesn't throw out offers for entertainment purposes. Yeah, he's, he's a difference maker. If he went to Iowa or Wisconsin or something and he didn't end up all Big Ten, it would be kind of disappointing. Oh, that's, that's great right there. Uh, let's pivot to Amari Snowden. I want to talk – this is something we haven't really had a chance to talk about uh, because it happened kind of before he came on the show. 6'3", big-time recruitment from last year's cycle. We've talked a lot about is he a safety, is he a corner. I wanted to get your feel coming out of high school, what you thought Amari Snowden would be at the next level. Uh, this is a long conversation. Like I've seen him play live, which helps, but it was seven on seven. I've stood next to him. He's at least 6'2". He's a big dude. I don't know what he's going to do long-term because he's so wide. He, he's built like his, his width is more like you would think of an outside linebacker or a hybrid, but he's a thin kid. I don't know how big he's going to get. It's really hard to tr project. But when I see him move on the football field in pads based on his film, I would guess safety because you're only going to gain weight. You're not going to go down as you get older. I would imagine he'll end up being a safety what they start him with and what they do in terms of packages and how they run all these complex defenses. Cause 
teams are taking a lot more chances on D now because they can't stop offenses anyway. They can't. So, you know, all these, every, every school has a quarterback. I mean, you know, like Northwestern every couple of years gets a quarterback I and mean, it's just, it's unreal. So you've got to try different things. They might put him at nickel and blitz him a lot, use him as like doing different fire zone things. There, there's all kinds of stuff, but he is a physical kid and he is a natural runner. I just don't think he's sudden enough in short space to play cover one. And I told you this off air and I'll, and I'll say it here too. Down where I live in the SEC country, if you're a corner, that means you can play cover one. It's a simple yes or no. It's a checkbox. Snowden at the Big Ten SEC level is not a cover one guy. He's not. Not against the number one receiver. He'd get annihilated. In cover three and cover two, he can play it. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with him? I don't know what they're going to run, but when they were at Cincinnati, Fickle and his crew ran a lot of cover one. Now they had guys, maybe they shifted to that because of it. Like I know they they'll take credit for it all day. Another kid out of Michigan, uh, sauce Gardner now with the jets, nobody wanted him. Cincinnati took a chance on him and he was immediately an all American. Like he's the rarest kid in the last 10 years, like nobody to all American overnight. It's bizarre. Unless they get somebody like that. I, I, I bet you they play a little more zone than they did at Cincinnati. They whipped off of him and a couple other kids. They took, Chances on a few kids and they developed them, but they were all so good. They could play cover one. I want to see what Wisconsin does this fall before I really pigeonhole what Snowden's going to do. And they may just be deeper at safety, which most teams are than corner because everybody's short of corner. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy to sound like Georgia needs more corners. That's how hard it is to get because nobody wants to play it. Everybody wants to play receiver because they get the ball and they get on sports center. Right. So, you don't get embarrassed at receiver. You don't. You, that's right. Unless you drop the ball wide open or something, that's about it. But yeah, because right. the DB a corner, there's just no, there's just no credit, man. You you've got to be a different mentality. The kids, like when we go to a seven on seven tournament, me and a few of the other recruiting analysts, and somebody will say, hey, he's going to play receiver or corner within ten seconds. I can usually tell you which one it's going to be before he plays, just by how he's walking and his his body language. If you don't have a chip on your shoulder and a bit of a jerk, you're playing offense, especially well, out here. I mean, you got to be you got to be a jerk. Defensive players got to be different. You know, they're not the guy that you want to date your daughter. Wired differently. And it sounds like, uh, and certainly to your point, it, it's going to take a little bit to figure out exactly what Snowden is as he, as he grows into his college body. That's but right. it sounds like you're, you would be concerned from a short area quickness, just the ability to yes. handle that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a 5'11", 170 kid on a bubble screen. Eh, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, Let's let, let's take a quick break and then come back. Um, I have one more question I want to get into with you and then maybe even tease a future topic. But first, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show. Um, come back, talk a little bit about St. Louis recruiting and maybe where NIL is going in college football. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick thank you to everybody tuning in. All right. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. We'll get Brian back on the show here. Uh, Brian, this was a question we had uh, from somebody who watches the show or appreciates what you do. He wanted to know about, uh, this is from JB, he wanted to know about St. Louis recruiting. How is that different than Chicago recruiting? And how do the Badgers maybe get into that market? Or or should they? I forget which kid it was, but one of the running backs they had that went to the NFL was a St. Louis area kid. I think it was the guy that was from that went to the Chargers. I can't remember. But that area has always had players, and it's not a city that's loyal. And what I mean by that, it's technically in the state of Missouri. Of course, it's on the Illinois border. They've never had a great program at Missouri in my lifetime. 
And the kids, I was looking at this the other day, out of the, like the top 10, 15 kids on the 247 Missouri list, they're going to get like three. If Missouri could keep kids home, they'd be a top 15 program. It's a pretty darn good state because you got Kansas City and you got a few rural kids plus St. Louis. But that area is not. The only thing I can say is, and this is something that's pretty typical in today's world, they need a coach with a direct tie that people in that city know. I say this all the time, and it's it's just true. It's not about what's on the on your polo. It's the person wearing the polo that kids pick. And it could be Alabama. It could be Southern Cal. It could be Wisconsin. Whatever school you want, they got to have somebody that the locals trust. I don't know if they had that guy on the staff or not for St. Louis. And you can still recruit there and get some kids. But what you're, I know what you're saying is, can we get corners, D linemen, guys that we don't normally get? That's what you're asking. You're talking about skill guys. I mean, I, I already know because that's what they produce. The receiver DB groups coming out of there, holy moly, it, it, it's insane. They got track guys coming out the yin yang. So, well, that's been true for a while now. Yeah, it's like five, six years. It's just went mm-hmm. bonkers. And I don't know why that is. Certain times it kind of goes in patterns, like Houston, LA, Miami, Dallas. Okay, they got kids every year, Atlanta. But most cities and areas, even like D.C., will go through a little hyper roll. Of, like right now, it's pretty pretty good even for D.C. standards, but it'll flatten a little bit. Right now, Philadelphia is a little bit up, a certain corner that we both have talked about. Philadelphia is usually, for its size of its city, not that great, but it's been better the last few years. I don't know why. It's kind of random. Right now, St. Louis is on fire, and it's track kids. The exact thing that Wisconsin needs, and to your point from whoever it was you mentioned that, he's right. They need to find a way to get it. Because what do you think it is from Madison to take the interstate? Five hours, six oh, hours? Yeah, about four to five hours, man, if you don't hit traffic. Yeah, so it's that nice, happy medium. You're close enough to go see mom, but she's not up in your business. That's that's kind of how I would define that. So even if they just got one kid a year, and I, I think I said this the first time I was on your podcast, they need one kid a year. That is just, I am faster than you, twitchier than you, and I can do something outside the number, whether it's offense or defense, and preferably both. Any guys on both sides of the ball, like Ogar, they could do that. That's how Wisconsin's going to get into the conversation. There, there is no shortcut there. It is raw, unadulterated talent. You can coach all you want. At corner in particular, it is talent, talent, talent. It is recruiting. So Wisconsin has to get some of those kids, like um, – Christian Gray signed with Notre Dame last year out of St. Louis. Every school in the country offered him. If he would have went to Wisconsin, I, if Notre Dame's loaded a corner, he'd have been on their two deep almost immediately, if not starting. He's they, they think he's already going to be probably an NFL player, like super high end. He's just got to kind of wait his turn. Most schools don't have that kind of depth. He would have played right away. Iowa, like Iowa does a great job with DBs, obviously. Wisconsin's done a great job with DBs. They can coach those kind of kids. They just got to get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, again, which guy or guys that might be on their staff. You get one kid from an area. It could be Philly. It could be Atlanta. It could be whatever. St. Louis, in this case, you got to open that door. Well, it looks like they, they've done that this cycle for the most part. Right? Assuming they get Lucas, you go into, you know, that Fort Lauderdale. That's American right. Heritage. That's super important for the Badgers. You know, a guard from Philly, which you mentioned. So Absolutely. It, it's it's that's something Fickle has brought to this. Like he's emphasized getting some of those higher upside talents. Uh, and putting the onus on coaching those those guys up um brian we're gonna wrap up here but i do want to coming up i don't know if it'll be next week or the week after but 
I want to have a, a deeper conversation and get smarter with NIL, where it's going. Can you give Badger fans a very broad idea of what types of, of numbers are floating around for recruits? Uh, depending on the school, but six figures is not chump change, but it's common for a kid to sign. And uh, there's some kids it goes beyond that. So that, that's a topic you and I will get into. There are different layers to this. It would probably have to be multiple shows to go through all of it. Um, I've been tracking it very closely. I get a 98% of the stuff I get, I can't talk about because I'm not trying to get sued, but I can give some information around the edges and it, it's completely changed recruiting. And there's probably going to be lawsuits coming up fairly soon. Like the state of Texas, what they've done, you need to research it on your own, but what their governor has done is basically said, if you try to NCAA does anything to our schools, we'll sue you. Like, you know, they're trying to say we live outside the NCAA rules. There's so much with NIL that is awkward that guys like me have a hard time talking about. But when we're on the sidelines at a football game or a seven on seven event, we're talking about it. Like some kid getting paid $250,000 is no big deal. So it's, it's pretty interesting topic. You would have the, the perfect amount of stories. If you could get, if you can get Brian off air with some beer, I think you would be able to go for a long time and enjoy a lot of the stories. You wouldn't get a word in. <laughs> We're going to get into this more, I promise, as much as we can. Obviously, there's certain things we can't talk about, but he is Brian Smith, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Really do appreciate the time, Brian. Um, for everyone listening on Wisconsin, we'll talk again tomorrow.